In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor, and I wanna you make it so good I don't wanna leave, but I gotta lick, 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 know what, what's your fantasy to say. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor, and I wanna I, I, you make it so good I don't wanna leave, but I gotta lick, 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 know what, what's your fantasy. Huh. I wanna get you in the Georgia Dome on a 50 yard line while the dirty birds kick the tree. And if you like it in the club, we can do it in the DJ booth or in the back of the VIP. With cream, with jam, and strawberries on top, nigga, don't stop. No lock, don't knock, while the boat rock, we go rock the robot, so they gotta wait till it's no time. Or how about on the beach with black sand? Lick up your body, call me the black man. Table stop with the me the left hand. The rock to the park, to the point, to the flat land. That man ain't ludicrous. Woo! In the public bathroom, or in the back of the classroom. However you own it, love and love are gonna turn that. Right off of the man. Divine, just how deep 
the pants and then rip the shirt. Rub sex, make it hurt. In the garden, all in the dirt. Roll the brown, doing the brown. That's the way that I like it. Twerk, big turf, overwork. Underplay, but don't be afraid. In the sun, I rub spin the shade. On the top of my escalade. Maybe your girl and my friend can trade. Acting off the road. On the ocean, or in the boat. Factories are on hundred boats. What about them in the candy store? That chocolate, chocolate, make it melt. Whipped and chain, handcuffed. Smack a little booty up with my belt. Scream, help. Play my game. Dracula, and I'll get my bang. Horseback, and I'll get my rain. Full teacher, let me get my rain. Lick you from your head to your toes. And I wanna move from the bed. Down to the down to the to the flow. And I wanna make it so good, I don't wanna leave. But I gotta listen to know what your band say. Folks, what's your fantasy? This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Monday episode. We're doing it all over again. Uh, how the heck is everybody doing on this fine, happy Halloween? <laughs> it's me, Lisa Rinya. I see everybody's dressed as me for Halloween. <laughs> oh, you guys, did you see how many people dressed as Lisa Rinna over the weekend? I was truly impressed and inspired not to dress like her to never actually dress like her. They, some people were dressed up as the Lisa Rinna M&M. Some people were dressed... I mean, there was a pumpkin that was put up in my Facebook group, the So Bad It's Good Facebook group, that cracked me up. I put it on my Instagram, and it just looked like the biggest bully in Hollywood, but just in pumpkin form, which is just truly even... You think you, you're like, hey, can we get Lisa Rinna scarier? And then you put her in a pumpkin form, and you're like, okay, well, we did it. We did. We managed to do it. That is scarier. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. I, um, okay, so the last time I talked to you guys, unless you're a Patreon member, was on Friday for that three and a half hour epic Beverly Hills finale with Chef Stuart O'Keefe as well. But then we did a solo recap on top of that. And it, I, I was so proud of that. I was so proud of all of last week's shows, you guys, from Sophie to uh, to Jackie Schimmel, to Sammy Sage from Betches, uh, to the uh, the Salt Lake City recaps, and we've got another great week ahead of you. I did an interview today that I can't wait to play for you tomorrow, Tuesday, that I just, la- it is just pure so bad it's good, and you're going to love it, and there's a lot of dirt, a lot of tea, as the kids like to say. Um, I hope, like I said, everyone had a great weekend. And I hope, I, 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 with the kids, do you do the Halloween parties over the weekend or do you take them out trick-or-treating tomorrow night? That That is what I'm wondering. Um, I didn't do any, I, I, I moved. So I moved all my stuff into storage, which was like a, a whole insanity thing. And if you list, I did three episodes. I caught up on my Patreon. I did three back-to-back episodes of the last three episodes of the Kardashians on Hulu. So if you are a fan of the Kardashians, or even if you hate the Kardashians, I'm highly recommending my solo recaps of the Kardashians over there on the Patreon. For $5 a month, you get access to over now 270 podcasts that have never been on the main feed. We're covering uh, all of the Kardashians only on there. We're going to be covering another uh, just Housewives reality show on there. We're doing live Patreon 
uh, meetups. You'll get first access to when we start touring. So five bucks a month. We're doing away with the $1 level just because it confuses people. There's like a dollar level where it's like, if you just want to say congratulations and here's a dollar, you know, like you don't really get much with the dollar level. So we're kind of doing away with it because I think it confuses people. So five bucks a month, you know, I'm putting out, I mean, it's, it's truly insane. Like I took Kim Kardashian's advice and I got my ass up and worked, honey. I'm a girl in this biz and I got to work. And I put out, I mean, God, if you, I put out nine hours of Patreon content last week alone. Um, and we're always putting up new things over there. I'm really actually proud of what we're doing on the Patreon, but I'm proud of what we're doing here too. So I get it, man. Times are tough. So you are getting, you're getting, I'm just, I'm just happy to, I'm just happy to be here. You guys also big news. I told over the Patreon first over the weekend, I got really scared because Tamara judge from OC, she followed me and I was like uh, on Instagram and she had followed me before, but she unfollowed me and then she followed me again. And you would be like, Oh, well that's cool from the OC. But then it's not cool because like, I think on the podcast last week, I make fun of her podcast co-host, Freddie Mellencamp. The, you know, the one um, she was like a friend of, I think, on the Beverly Hills show or something. She look, tries to look like Kyle. But they have that Schwartz podcast, the two T's in a pod. And Tamara kind of is like, I think she's the one that kind of runs that pod, you know. And Teddy thinks she's like Walter Cronkite. But Tamara followed me. So it's one of those follows where I'm like... I don't trust this follow. She's something this, it didn't strike me as excited to get the follow. I was like, well, pretty soon she's going to unfollow me again. Cause I'll end up making some kind of weird meme about her. Or she's like keeping an eye on me because, you know, I said at BravoCon, I was like, I saw her and Freddie Mellencamp talking to everybody. And I was like, why are you guys talking to them? They just go and talk about it on their podcast. And that's why their podcast is number one for Housewives podcast. But I'm like, how do people still trust them? how that's that's true talent, actually, in Tamara's defense, is that she's that good that she like people just tell her shit. Like Jen Shaw went to her hotel room during BravoCon and said shit like, I'm not going to jail anymore. Yeah. Like just totally made up weird, wild shit. So Tamara, if you're listening, hi, hello, how are you? Um, big fan over here. <laughs> if you ever want me to co-host, if Freddie ever uh, needs to take a break, I'm happy to co-host Twats with you for a week. Uh, if Freddie needs a break or if you need a break from Freddie, you know, um, let's see. It is Halloween. Okay. Wait. Yeah. So Patreon three episodes over there. So much content this weekend. Um, it's just been moving and doing, uh, this and dealing with my mom stuff. And if you, if you're on the Patreon, you'll hear the specific story that I dealt with, with my mom this weekend, which was, wow. <sighs> It is just wild what's going on. So a lot of changes will be happening in the next couple of months, but this show will stay the same. The show is my sanity and my safe place. So thank you for allowing me a place to rant to you guys. And uh, I always feel very at home when I get to talk to you guys. And I look forward to it because there are so many aspects of my life that I don't look forward to right now. But you guys, I always look forward to talking to. I also like sleep, but uh, you know, I'll be like, I'd rather talk to you guys than sleep. Uh, did you guys watch the White Lotus season two premiere tonight on HBO? If you were a fan of that show, I watched it. It's it's all different characters except for Jennifer Coolidge, but it's like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm into it. 
Um, also, I watch Sister Wives. I'm addicted to the Sister Wives show. It's over on TLC, and this Cody, you guys, he's married all of these women, and none of the women seem to really even like this dude, and this dude just doesn't seem to get it. It is wild for somebody to believe in plural marriage, yet it seems like he hates every woman, and these women don't really think much of him either, and I'm new to the show, but I guess the show's been on for like 20 billion seasons, and I'm just like, I'm more impressed with Cody's tendrils and his hair. His hair is like perfectly quaffed with these tendrils that just come over his, um, his forehead. So I'm always just like, wow, how does he get his hair like that? Really so many great reality shows out there right now. I did watch a little bit of 90 Day Fiance as well. And I believe the reality gaze uh, will be coming on very soon or we're doing a pod swap. And I'm very excited to talk to those guys again because it is a fucking... That 90-day show is a mess. I'm tired of Angela. Michael, get your get off your Instagram, Michael. And uh, Big Ed Neck, Big Neck Ed, or Big Ed. Not Big Neck, it's Big Ed. Like, that whole, it's all, it all makes me feel bad. Like, I was like, why am I watching? I just feel genuinely bad watching this show, 90-day fiance. I feel not good. Um, a couple more things before we get into today. By the way, Sophie has... COVID, you guys, and so wish her a speedy recovery, but we have somebody great, my good friend Lex Nico, who we just have the best damn conversation. This goes, I just was having the best time talking to her. We talk about Halloween. We talk about Matthew Perry's new book. We talk about Housewives. We talk about Winter House. We talk about uh, Prince Harry's book. We go around the pop culture world, and I just had, I can't tell you how much fun I had having this conversation. Um, also we did mention that Elon Musk has now finished his, uh, purchase of the old Twitter or Twitter as we like to call it. And I did, you know, I'm like, is this good or bad? I don't know what you guys, I mean, Twitter is kind of a hellscape in so many ways, I believe. Um, but I was asking my buddy, Sean, what, like, cause he's like a tech guy. I'm like, is this good? Is this bad? What do you think about it? I'm trying to find his text. Cause I said, can I read this on the pod? He was like, sure, brah. Cause you know, that's how we bras talk to each other. Um, let's see here. Where, where, don't worry. I'm finding it. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Okay. He says, um, I said, is Elon bad or good for Twitter? It feels bad. And he goes, Okay. He listens to the extent Kanye listens to anyone. Oh, sorry. Uh, we were talking about Kanye did this other podcast with this guy, Lex Friedman. Kanye is now banned off of Instagram for another 30 days because he continued on with his bullshit hate this weekend. Um, he said, Elon buying Twitter, I'm fine with. I don't think he's inherently evil. If he is, it's actually small compared to other social media platforms, news organizations that billionaires own. It's already a pretty awful platform that hasn't gotten any better over the last decade. He definitely should fire like 40% of the staff. They are overpaid, working like 20 hours a week, making little progress. The company needs a new North Star. I think he will try to improve it in a few ways. Verify everyone he's talked about. If everyone that is a human gets a blue check mark, it'll be completely completely change how people speak on the platform, elevate real voices, separate anonymous bots from the conversation. He'll also try incorporate payments somehow like an Apple Pay or Venmo. 
WeChat in China is like this. One app that is used for everything. Dogecoin is up 69% today, which is a crypto, uh, basically because of this speculation. If he fails and people leave Twitter, I think that's fine too. That's what's already happening with all the fringe platforms for people that have been banned, which is, you know, like Parler and all of those social media apps. If you don't know what I'm speaking about, uh, be very thankful. Do not get in. Like, Twitter is just a hellscape. And then today, the information came out that he's going to charge $20 a month for verified blue check marks. So you get a blue check mark if you're verified, like they do it for celebrities or people of note to say that you're actually talking to this person. And I'm like, I want a verified blue check mark, but I don't know if I'd pay $20 a month. How much would you pay to get verified? Like, how much social currency do you think that is worth? And is it worth it? Um, And I also got to say with Twitter is like, you know, I always tell everybody like, look into shit for yourself. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to, you know, like just go find information. It's out there. Don't just believe willy nilly. Like my Twitter account, especially like my Instagram account, like I'm not, I'm proud of in a way, but it's like silly jokes. But my Twitter is silly jokes too. And it got really frustrating because last night I was I'd been working all day and then I was having a glass of wine as a man and just trying to chill. And I had this stupid, you know, all my tweets start with a stupid thought in the bathroom. And I thought, oh, I want to tweet about the Aspen trip. And I wrote, I feel weird admitting this right now after all the hoopla. I was the sprinter van driver in Aspen. Nothing happened. Kathy was texting and Lisa tooted and then blamed it on Kathy. And Kathy said, whoever smelt it, dealt it. And then I did a a paragraph break. And then I said, neither of the ladies tipped. Okay. Now that you guys know me, that's an obvious joke, right? Like you're like, obviously. And also if you looked at my Twitter account, there is nothing serious on my Twitter account. It literally says I'm a professional shithead and you guys, it like took off. And then people wanted to make a GoFundMe because they think Kathy and Rinna didn't tip me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's like, it's so, I mean, and part of it's my fault because I'm a smart ass, but part of it's like, come on guys, just look at any tweet surrounding it and you'll know that I'm a goofball and like, don't start a GoFund. I'm not the Sprinter van driver. And how weird would that have been of like, they hired me as the Sprinter van driver when I do a podcast mainly about Bravo It would not make any sense in the world. Yet these sweet, nice people were like, you deserve to be tipped. And I'm like, holy shit, what if I make like $100,000 because I make a stupid tweet about like, you know, Lisa tooting, Lisa farting in a Sprinter van, which would just be hysterical. Um, I do want to play a clip from, I know we're kind of over Beverly Hills and we're done, but we're still getting interesting information and we have supposedly boots on the ground. Now there is a podcast called Bitch Sesh um, with two, you know, Caroline and, and Casey, uh, Danielle Schneider and Casey Wilson, um, who are just incredible. They've been doing this, you know, they're the biggest, they're like Crappens or Danny or, you know, like I, I've seen Bitch Sesh live. I mean, these are the two ladies that kind of started all of this in so many ways. Like, it's like, they're not, they're in a whole different ball game and level. Like a dream of mine would be to guest on bitch sesh one day. I'm putting that out into the universe. Um, so I really would love to do that, but I want to play you. This was from Bravo breaking news, the Instagram account. They 
did a segment on BitSesh. If you already listened to this, you already know what I'm about to play. But they got somebody that was at the Caribou Club that found out information about this. And I want to play this clip for you because I think it's a very important and it gives context and it gives a lot more information. And I found it just fascinating. Here we go. And I'm in this sort of vestibule area with the coat check and Reverend. Um, the general manager and some other people leave. And I'm now alone with this person who works there. And the speech is going, the speech is going. And I think this is my chance. This is my sliding doors moment. <laughs> and I say, were you here the night of Kathy Hilton? And this person wow. looks left. This person looks right. And they say, I was, and I saw everything. <gasps> and I, there's applause from the speech ending. And it, again, it was like another choice. Like, do I go back? Do I? And I don't. And I'm like, okay, what happened? And I'm locked in this little room with this person. And they tell me that Kathy was no more drunk than most people. And that a lot of people of a certain age forget about the altitude in Aspen, have a couple of drinks, and it hits them sideways. And what they saw was very much that. And they see it all the time, was the term. And that it was a combo of altitude, booze, and clearly some other medication. And, and then pointed to the chair that Kathy sat in waiting for the shuttle to pick her up and said that she sat there. And they said that the rudest of all was Lisa Rinna, who refused to check her coat and screamed at people. <sighs> wow. wow. Whomever this human was, I wish they were the new housewife. <laughs> this is news. Right. You know, what I had written angrily in my notes is, where the fuck is the sprinter driver? Where the fuck is the DJ? Like, where are you people? Like, abandon your morals. Come on our show. And this might just be just as great. The other thing to add is, shh, this person was telling me about the DJ. And uh, he, he had read what was out there about that altercation and said that that did not happen. <sighs> Whoa. Okay, you guys. Bitch Sesh did it once again. You know, I know it's weird to promote another podcast, but I think everybody already listens to Bitch Sesh. It's not, I think it's okay. But it is funny if I, some, God, I, who was it? I said it a couple of weeks ago. The Watch What Crappens guys were on, and this one girl was like, I had never heard them before you guys, and now I listen to them nonstop, which is always scary because you're like, well, just lost a listener. But then also that it's funny that no, like that still people don't know Watch What Crappens, like the, the biggest of the big. But Bitch Sash, holy shit, that excited me. So I remember hearing that today, Sunday, when I was cleaning the house and I was like i got chills i got chills because the altitude we really haven't talked about that idea of how it really does mess with you but also that lisa rinna from what i hear is one of the rudest people just that walks around just being rude all the time hey, that's not true that's hearsay <laughs> allegedly <laughs> so i thought i wanted to play that clip for you guys because i got i took so much from it 
Um, also, uh, as we get towards Lex Nico here, I wanted to talk about Halloween costumes because they truly fascinate me. I do another show for uh, iHeart and Cloud 10 called What the Kids Are Watching. We did an episode on this guy, this kid show Blippy, which is like a human guy with this weird giggle. It truly creeped me out. Me and Natalie Pouchet host this show. She has this beautiful daughter, and I, I'm childless as far as I know. And... We recapped a Halloween. It was a Halloween themed episode. It's called What the Kids Are Watching. Go over, rate and review five stars. But my mom, I had her dig around for Halloween photos of me, and I'm going to be posting a lot of them tomorrow. But I, <laughs> I talked about this on the Patreon. I put this on my Instagram today. She was giving me all these ones like me and Batman, me as the Lone Ranger, you know, all these little cute ones as a kid. And we were going down memory lane together. And then she goes, Oh, and here's the one of you as Charlie Chaplin. And I was like, oh, wait, you know, it's like how you block out things in your life. And you're like, oh, yes, me as Charlie Chaplin, the silent film star. And but like I look old and I look 18 and I'm like, oh, and you, you're you like, oh, no. And then I remembered I dressed as <laughs> I dressed as Charlie Chaplin as my senior photo. You guys. <laughs> I swear to God, I've actually seen private parts. I've touched them too. Like I'm like I've 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 kissed people. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know I know what that sounds like. I've never had I've never felt the touch of a woman or a man or whatever. But no, I have. It's just that I thought I don't know what possessed me to dress like Charlie Chaplin for my senior photo. Like I'm the person that did that, and I couldn't. T- I saw that photo. I was like. What the hell was I thinking? And I remember being all proud of it and thought it was cool. Like, who the fuck even knew in high school who Charlie Chaplin was, except for the other people in my drama department? Of course, I was in the drama club, you know. But it, and it, it, it's up there on my Instagram, and I just, I just felt. Look, I was like that poor bastard, that poor sad bastard. Look at him, just confused as hell, not knowing that one day he's going to be doing a podcast about reality shows. I felt bad for him, just frankly. But uh, please, I love seeing all the Halloween costumes and I love celebrities in Halloween costumes because they usually either do really good or do really bad. We've had a lot in the past like where people accidentally end up doing blackface like Luann where she thought she dressed like, what was that, Donna Summer or Diana Ross or somebody? Chloe uh, Kardashian, She had the Daily Mail goes, welcome serial cheater Tristan Thompson to family Halloween party with newborn baby boy after his betrayal over secret child with fling left her heartbroken and humiliated i i still hate that tris and tristan has an iron man helmet on it's like shut up tristan kylie jenner had multiple costumes this weekend she dressed as elvira mistress of the dark elvira was a very popular 80s kind of uh you know very popular in the 80s you would always see her and she had her kind of whole shtick and she did she's awesome but like kylie jenner doesn't know elvira like i just hate that people have to tell kylie about certain pop culture moments and then she tries to do big photo shoots and then sell makeup around them and also the kardashians which i just talked about them for three episodes on the patreon so i'm so exhausted but it's like they do Halloween so big. It's like too much. Like Kylie also did Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, these were some good ones, I thought. Carrie Washington, the actress, did Lionel Richie from his uh, he, he did the Lionel Richie album cover. And if you remember Lionel Richie's album covers, he has like the little afro, the green sweater, the purple shirt underneath it, and nailed it. Courtney Cox had a Scream-like costume. Uh, we had a couple Avatar. Lizzo, you guys. Lizzo dressed as Marge Simpson. 
And it's truly frightening. I mean, just Marge Simpson would be frightening in real life anyways, but very good as well. So these are ones that I actually liked. Um, then Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, <laughs> they dressed as Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee, which is fun now, but it's not going to be fun in 20 years when they're not together anymore and Machine Gun Kelly is running out of money. And, you know, and, and they even did like coke off a of boob as like a joke. Uh, so that was one. Heidi Klum poses topless and pulls down her tiny thong after spray tan as she teases her look for her annual Queen of Halloween party. She's she's dubbed herself the Queen of Halloween, which is like that's when like Michael Jackson dubbed himself the King of Pop. So she's gone as so many different costumes over the years like aliens jessica rabbit an old lady uh shrek's wife so we'll see what her costume is uh kendall jenner uh <laughs> kendall jenner dressed as the little the little the little cowboy girl from toy story what's her name jesse from the pixar film franchise toy story and she's sexy sexy her little ass is hanging out and uh I love that the quote on the Daily Mail article is, what a way to ruin a kid's movie. <laughs> they just can't. Oh, man. They just can't win for losing. Uh, let's see. Oh, Kim. Kim Kardashian dressed as Mystique, which is an X-Men character. Um, so, and she did like full makeup for this. I truly believe Kim is going to try to be in a Marvel movie at some point. Mark my words. I think acting is going to be her next thing. I don't think she can listen. Kim's a hard worker. So maybe I just don't think she has what it takes to be an actor, but I, she's proven everybody wrong. in so many other things, Paris Hilton dresses a sexy FBI agent, which I would have loved if somebody came dressed as uh, Jen Shaw right next to her. Um, Haley Bieber, uh, wore this kind of flower power. Um, she dressed in all these like flowers. I don't know. It was like some kind of outfit. It's like celebrities feel really the need to go hard. Emily Ratajkowski did like a sexy cat, black cowgirl outfit with her butt hanging out in the back. Oh, Puff Daddy, you guys. Puff Daddy, or Diddy, as we like to call him now, dressed as the Joker. Heath Ledger's the Joker. And he like did like full... He like stayed in character, but you got to see video of him doing the voice and stuff. I sometimes worry about Puff Daddy. I don't know. I, I really, I truly do. Um, so we'll find out more Halloween costumes tomorrow because the parties keep raging. I was invited to a Vanderpump Rules one tonight, but I didn't go because I had work and I've been moving and I'm just exhausted. And also, what am I going to dress? Like, I don't have any outfits. What am I going to dress as my giant hot dog again? Like, I'm just not made for Halloween at this point. I mean, I, I like the, the idea of Halloween and I like scary movies and stuff, but I hope you have the best Halloween ever. This is Lex Nico, and hang around afterwards because we do talk about Matthew Perry in this because he did a Diane Sawyer interview and his new autobiography comes out this week and it is harrowing. I watched the Diane Sawyer interview last night and it broke my heart, but I'd already talked to Lex. So I'm going to do the Lex Nico interview and then afterwards, if you want to stick around, I'm going to tell you a personal Matt Perry story and play a song from a memory that I remembered out of nowhere from 2004, 2005 of when I ran a nightclub and he came in. In, and I'm going to tell you this story, which actually just really moved me while I was watching the Diane Sawyer interview. So 
But let's get right into Lex Nico. This is, I'm telling you guys, you are going to love this. I hope this starts your week off in the right way. Uh, let's love everybody this week, but like, you know, only if they, you know, you got to always ask somebody to love them. Don't, you know, no weird rubbing of shoulders like Luke Goldbrunson from Winterhouse. but let's have a great Halloween and I will talk to you bright and early on Tuesday. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Welcome to your week, folks. It is so bad. It's good. Pop culture roundup. I am so excited. Uh, Sophie is off this week, but I have my one of my favorite people to talk to. In fact, I just this is not even being recorded. I just told her it's being recorded so I can talk to her for an hour. Uh, but you guys know her and love her. We're about to make some big announcements for Lex. We're not going to do it just quite yet, but the moment we can, because there's something really cool brewing in the works on multiple fronts that I cannot wait to share with you guys, where we are going to go and support Lex with everything that we we have within us. But I also want to point out it is Halloween today, I guess. Uh, I have been moving, so I have no clue. The only clue that clued me in was first off, uh, Lex is wearing cat ears, um, I believe. That's right. <laughs> and this is what's great about being, well, not great about being a dude, is that this is the time of year on Instagram, especially, where you see all the girlies at their Halloween parties, and Lex was at one last night in Chinatown. Lex and Nico, welcome back to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Um, and yes, I have Halloween is my favorite holiday. Okay, so, if you just say that, and then it's like after Halloween, you're like, Christmas is my favorite holiday. No, no, I'm not a big Christmas girly. Like, I love Christmas, but like Halloween, the getting dressed up, the makeup, like. I love, I love everything about okay. it. Okay. So this Halloween's on Monday. We're recording this on a Saturday, <laughs> you guys. So last night she did this on a Friday. And now I'm going to ask the very important question. How many more Halloween parties are you going to in the next couple of days? <laughs> and how many outfits have you already planned? Or are we just doing the cat outfit for each one? Because I know the answer is no. Okay, no. So I was a cat last night. And let me tell you, the cat came together last minute because- It looked awesome I too, had, by the way, you guys. Thank you. I had the bodysuit from last year when I did for just like a, a, a internal thing. I didn't post it anywhere. <laughs> wait, I wait, did... wait, wait, wait. Had... <laughs> wait, you guys, I had the cat suit for like a intern. Does that mean a personal thing? Like you go in Yes, but not thing. like a, not like a kink thing. Like I did it <laughs> as a joke to my friends. I was- Kim Kardashian at the Met. So I had all of the stuff and I was like, I can use this bodysuit again and I can be Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz from Batman or whatever. And you know what? I felt really cool. Since this will be on Monday and and I don't, this nobody will hear this. Halloween. Okay, so what what are the other costumes? I, so this won't be a spoiler alert because it'll already have happened. It'll already happen. What will tonight and Sunday be? So I have a party tonight. This is my last costume and I'm going as Wednesday Adams. Perfect. You know? And by the way, that ties in with the new, not just Adam family, but the new Netflix series Wednesday that Tim Burton mm-hmm. is directing for Netflix that comes out, I believe like in the next week and a half. Exactly. But Are see? you promoting for Netflix? Did Netflix pay you to dress up <laughs> as Wednesday? They did not, but that is where I got the idea from. And my hairdresser was like, you need a haircut. And I was like, no, but this is perfect because then I don't need a wig. I can just put my hair in the pigtails. And then I got a little dress like Amazon is racking it up this weekend. And then the returns are coming next weekend. Oh, I mean, I mean, think about think about the poor Amazon people that have to get all of those costume returns and just like random pieces of return for outfits. Is there a Sunday outfit? No Sunday outfit. And then on Monday, I'm going to New York. So I fly to New York Monday. 
I don't know. I might meet up with Kelly from, you know, Laguna Beyond. Yeah, Laguna Beyond, Beyond, the and Beyond the Blinds. Yes, of course. And I, I might have to pull a costume out of my hat because, you know, New York, like, they're definitely going out on a Monday night because it's Halloween, oh. right? Well, and also if you're with Kelly, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> although dr- dress up as a Red Bull vodka because Kelly loves Red Bull vodka. Oh, she I should will... just be a White Claw. I should be a White Claw. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Done. No, I gotta tell you, I, I so for then I guess the other question we'll get into the pop culture in a second, folks. We're catching up, but the thing is, <laughs> I was like, first off, where, where, where what are these parties? Where how do we get invited to these parties? I feel like such a flipping loser. Like I'm not invited. I just sit in here and podcast you guys, and everybody's talking about these parties. The the part I need next year. I am going to parties. Okay, I am getting invited. I am inviting you to parties then because okay. last night. I went to Diplo in Chinatown, oh, which like I had God. never been, but like it sounds so aggressive and it was, but it was so much fun. Wait, Diplo threw a party in Chinatown. Yes. So did he DJ or did he just throw he DJ'd, the party? He DJed. So there was a bunch See, of other what, DJs. There's a whole world going on out there, folks. And I'm in here moving shit all week. Like there's all, did Diplo, what was he dressed as? Oh my God. I don't even know. He was in like a black priest type thing. Like it was very, um, you know, obscure. Very Diplo. Um, very Diplo. I, so this was my idea. Cause I thought about this earlier in the week. I was like, if I had time and if I would go out, I saw somebody that you can get one of those plastic co- coffee, like uh, those plastic outfits of a Duncan coffees cup. And then I was going to do, then I don't like, I was going to get a cardboard standout of Ben Affleck and tape it to me. Like I Ryan? was his Duncan donuts. Duncan Ryan. coffee. What? I tried to buy that coffee cup, but it was sold out. No, <laughs> I see, I was like, it. I was like, I bet I can go to Kinko's and make a six foot tall Ben Affleck and then tape it to myself and I could be his Duncan. Oh my God. Okay, wait, costume idea for next year because we all know that Ben and his Duncan are timeless. Yes. You go as Ben Affleck and I'll go as the Duncan. Yes, okay. That's done. That's in the, that, by the way, if you don't do this, I will sue you and this will be used in a court of law against you. I see. The other thing I, if I had a better body, I would go as uh, Ben Affleck's Phoenix tattoo that he has on his back. I would just have, I would just go shirtless with, or maybe you can actually buy like one of those just buff get bodies. Get the yeah, wings. just wings. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Halloween's exciting. I'm excited to watch it all through the lens of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, where is a great place at home where you can watch that and just, you know, do your <laughs> stupid space. shit at home. Yeah. Um, so much in pop culture has been happening, Lex. And I don't like, listen, the last time I talked to you, we were in like kind of a Royals frenzy and we even hopped mm-hmm. back on. So you could explain all of that. I, I mean, I hate to start there, but like, we got this word this week that Prince Harry's book is coming out. And yes. did, I mean, there. Wait, okay. So explain to me why they've titled Prince Harry, he's titled his autobiography Spare. What's the. Okay. Meaning? So there is this like typical moniker in the royal family where it's like, you know, Prince William is the firstborn. So he's in uh, oh. line to be king. So he's the heir. And Prince Harry is the spare. He's like the spare brother in case uh, something happens. So already kind of, that's yes. already kind of cheeky and mm-hmm. a little bit shady in a way. It's That's the thing that's so fascinating is like, it could be taken so many ways. You know, at first glance, I'm like, oh, this is salacious and like a little yeah. bit, you know, offside. But also it was like common knowledge among everybody that that's what he was known as. So it's also just like very relevant. And yeah. what I found interesting, I I found so interesting is like, 
we have Meghan Markle doing her archetypes podcast, but it's like, what is the archetype of the word spare to Prince Harry? That's what I want to know. And I hope that's what we get in the book. You know, and it's like, so I read it's like a 435 page book. So it's like a length. I'm like, you know, cause I'm used to like Bravo labs and they're like 180 mm-hmm. page books. So I'm like, all right, good for you, Harry, writing a 400 page book. Um, but do we think it's in bad taste or poor form since it's happening this close to the queen's death? I mean, I know this had been on the, in the works for a very mm-hmm. long time, but is it one of those things that he's going to get more hate for and more? Cause I didn't realize until I had talked to you and a couple of other people, people and started getting more into the Royals that like, you know, the hate that Meghan Markle's had to deal with. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. It's like one of those like housewives, like Rinna thing where people either love Meghan Markle or hate her. And I'm like, why do you hate her? Well, you know, because yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't, I I don't understand coming into it. Why? Yes. It's so intense on both sides. I mean, okay. The Meghan Markle thing is interesting. First of all, when she was in the royal family, there was like a lot of racism and everything like that. And that's fine. Yes, I and knew we don't about that from the Oprah about that. But what I feel is interesting about Meghan Markle, the more that I've like watched them and read her articles and everything, she gives me that like Anne Hathaway vibe. Remember Anne Hathaway like five, seven years ago and everybody just like <laughs> hated did her. not like her? Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Hathaway hate. And now she's like Annie. She's in her Amal Clooney era. Oh, like I amazing. loved her on that WeWork thing on Apple TV. Yes. She, you're right, though. She Guys, remember, it was around the time she won the uh, Oscar for Les Mis, I believe. Yes. And it was like she had done a couple of interviews where she said some really pretentious things. And we all agreed as a society to hate Anne Hathaway, which we sometimes do this with a person. And we'll just all decide at one moment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because... The thing that I love and the thing that I hate is like time and talent is that if you have talent like Anne Hathaway does, whether you like her or not, you then need to wait the time where people forget that they used to hate you and then talent shines through again. But it's a lot of people don't have talent, so they don't end up making their way back into Hollywood, you know? Exactly. And I think with Megan, she's in this Hathaway hate era I'm not sure. <laughs> I love this so much. I'm not era. sure like where it's going to go because she, it, it seems like she's trying to figure out what her story and her narrative is in real time. Like she did that variety article and she's like, I'm just a nerdy American mom. And that's like coming off the cut article where she was talking about like the deal not- or no deal, like being yes, there, like, you yeah. know, feeling like a piece of meat in that. And like it, it, well, she's in one of those really interesting pop culture moments where nothing you say is right. Nothing you say, like, not like I would just disappear for a while and hopefully you have enough money, which I think she does to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I've, I've witnessed this time and time again, like this person cannot say anything right at this point. Um, we'll, we will take every piece of, I've noticed it a little bit too, with Olivia Wilde, uh, as well from uh, the director of don't worry, darling. And the, you know, your, your fave Harry's lady (laughs) is that no matter what, cause we're coming off the salad dressing with the Jason Sudeikis and the, the nanny and, and him throwing uh, himself under the car. Jason Judate, by the way, that's where I was, by the way, all you girls will always be like, um, relatable queen. And when I heard the <laughs> Jason Judate, I was like, relatable king. Like mm-hmm. I could see myself throwing myself in front of the car. Like I was reliving. I don't have any relationship with either three of those people, but I, I, you know, I've fought to get somebody back that has decided to go. So I've never laid under a car, but I would have, <laughs> you know, but like, you can yes. see it. You can like, 
that's what I think about is so interesting is that these people create art, but now the art is their own lives and we're more fixated on that. Like, but yet Harry Styles has managed to escape any kind of persecution. Like we oh, yeah. all throw all of our hate onto Olivia Wilde. Harry's doing a sold out night 15 run at the forum in Los Angeles right now, which I have not been able to get tickets for because. Oh my gosh, you, I know. You bastard ladies that have just, <laughs> like now they're like for $800 on StubHub and I want to no. get my Harry on. But like, I was watching Don't Worry Darling finally. Mm-hmm. And Thoughts? <laughs> uh, I thought it was like, um, I thought it was like really stylized. I yeah, liked parts agreed. of it. I thought, but you know, unfortunately, since we have so much TV now, it reminded me like not even as good of a, a really good Black Mirror episode, but like yes. shot beautifully. And dude, Florence Pugh, like she pops on screen. Like, I mean, just, she was incredible. Just like, I mean, like she, I just always, and coming from an acting background, I just like, even just in the small moments, she just does so much with it. And like, Harry was good, like, but like, he wasn't bad, but like when you're going up against Florence Pugh, I just thought it was I know a, it's like a heavy hitter, you know, it's like, but at the same time, he's not bad. So, no. it, and he's Harry Styles. So you already kind of love him, but Lex, why do, why do we pit these two women against each other when it's like, well, Harry obviously flirted with both of them. Why aren't mm-hmm. we mad at Harry for first probably making out with Florence and then switching tracks and going for Olivia? Why are we because mad at Olivia? I think just in the same way that there's that Hathaway hate side, there's this like other category of celebrity that's like untouchable, right? And it's t- typically these like men that women lust after and they feel a uh, protection and, you know, yeah. an overbearing connection well, to that them protection. and that parasocial behavior gets out of control. And I always say this, I'm like, there's difference, a difference between fans and fandom and like, I'm a fan of Chris Evans. I love him. He's my oh, number yeah. one crush. You guys, you and like... K-York City, one of our good <laughs> yes. friends, you guys fight over your fandom of Chris. I mean, by the way, I love this. That none of you guys are actually close to dating Chris Evans, but I bet hey, you've had fights. No. I, bet, I bet you've had fights over who, like, if he dates you first, will you still be my friend? Absolutely. I bet you've had ridiculous conversations. Absolutely. But, like, you know, there's us who can laugh and joke about that. And then there are the people that, like, I post anything about Chris Evans. I post, yes, he's dating Alba, Baptista, or whatever. The DMs from the fandom people are sickening. They're like, like, what do you mean? Chris isn't like, Chris isn't like that. There's no way that he would date somebody young and blah, blah. It's like, you don't know him, babes. Like, you don't know him, but they, they truly feel that connection. And I think that's so similar with Harry Styles, with his fans that like, they feel this connection to him that they protect him and live in this bubble where he's perfect. By the way, I, I have a very small level of that being the bad Ooh. boy of podcasting. I have a, <laughs> a, a very small, prote- I mean, it's three people, but still they protect me very well. No, but like, don't you, it is funny. Cause when I was reading like the, the nanny of like Harry Styles and the Jason Sudeikis nanny and Olivia Wilde nanny and the recounting of mm-hmm. it to me, I was like, this is so detailed and specific that I have no choice but to believe all of this exactly. because it's so messy. It involves and guys, what we this whole show for the last many years that we I've done this is that reminding it's like just because somebody's has a talent of acting or singing doesn't mean they're perfect. They are messier than we are. And just think about how 
messy our personal lives are. Think about your messiest boyfriend or girlfriend out there and mm-hmm. all the shit you did to them or they did to you that people like were going, no way he did that to you. He cheated on you with this and this and this and you found out because of this. They do the same thing just because they're rich and they're talented. Don't make them any different than us. It's just that they're richer and rich more talented. and talented. Yeah, exactly. that's it. But they don't they're get excused. People. They're yeah. people. They make mistakes. We all make mistakes and nobody is perfect. And like we, I think sometimes like you're saying, there are certain people and especially these fandoms that like think that they can do no wrong in their eyes. And I believe that is the case with our friend, Harry Styles. Also, I'm wearing my Harry Styles. Oh, she's she works for Big Harry, Big Pharma Uh for Harry Styles. Uh Oh, Um, wait, did you already see him at one of the forum shows? I saw him. Was it last year or earlier? Yeah, it was last year. You saw him at one of the New York shows. Did you see him at? No, here at the forum. Here at the forum. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, that guy's got to be just raking it in. Like, and Olivia Wilde. Do you? I mean, Olivia Wilde seems kind of into herself, which is awesome. Like, it's cool to love yourself. But like, I don't think I could date like the female equivalent of a Harry Styles because I mean, like too many people love Harry Styles where I'd be like, what the hell? How would I ever like it? Would I think I would just walk around feeling bad about myself all day? Um, I like I could do it. Olivia Wilde. No, I I don't know if I could do it either. But I think Olivia Wilde is like. How do I say this? Like in her own mind, she like exudes confidence. I think she thinks she is the coolest, baddest bitch out yes. there. You kind of do get that vibe. You get that like, vibe. So, so she no might not fucks. even, she might not even be cognizant. Of, exactly. Like they're, they're, they're potentially equals in her head. In a, in uh, a certain yeah. Way. She yeah. was married to a prince. Then she married the lovable Jason Sudeikis, and now she's with Harry Styles. Like her track record, incredible. I mean, and she <laughs> she had the power to run over Jason Sudeikis with a car. Like, how many yes. people can say? Like, she what is was so what's going close. on there? <laughs> uh, what's in that damn salad dressing? <laughs> I mean, by the way, I mean that's what I love about pop culture. You guys is stuff like the salad dressing because to mm-hmm. me that's what makes it so exciting and so relatable and so like exactly. the mystery of the salad dressing. You know, it's like these mysteries, like what happened in the Sprinter van between Kathy and Reno. What happened? Like these not knowings make fandom so exciting and toxic at the same time. Correct. Speaking of potentially toxic fandom, um, Taylor Swift's new album came out, uh, Midnight's. Uh, last week, and then to, to back, then she was like, "Hey, f you guys." Three hours later, she does a three a.m. version of like, yep. "I'm not done yet," and I'm like, "Dude, like, first off, chill. Like, I mean, <laughs> chill. Like, what is going? Does on? Taylor Swift really have chill? Like, no, the girl, chill. Dude. And I'm a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Yes. But like, does Taylor Swift really have chill? Come on. <laughs> Can you take us through your experience? Did you wait up till midnight? Did you? Well, I mean, like, what do you think of the album? Favorite tracks. Uh, take us through that. And also I've got a little bit of tea. I potentially saw stadium dates that are about to be announced. I have very specific information that I cannot give here yet, but there is, (laughs) but you're going to tell me when we stop recording. I will. Okay. I will tell you when we stop recording. (laughs) Yes. But, but, but a tour is eminent. Oh, okay. This is going to save your money guys. Like we've got Beyonce, we've got I know. Taylor, Beyonce. we've got Rihanna. Who's the third like, one? This is Rihanna. So, Rihanna. Yeah. Which we got to talk about Rihanna's lullaby from Wakanda Forever too. Yes. Okay. Get, okay. Let's go to, Taylor. I'm too excited to talk to Lila. I know I'm, there's I'm so much. Excited. Okay. T- take us through the Taylor. Okay. So 
so it came out at midnight, but that was 9 p.m. here, right? Yeah, on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. So I did listen to that, but I did not stay up till midnight to listen to the 3 a.m. drop. I listened to that the next day. I on Were you first tipped listen, off that the 3 a.m. drop was gonna happen? No, I had no surprise. idea. Okay. I had no idea. So I listened to it and I was like, oh, I like this. I can get down with it. Now I listen to it all day, every day, the whole album. I'm well, not even only, kidding. You. It's only been a week. I mean, it's not I like it's a year it later. All of the time. <laughs> What's and your favorite it's song? So funny. I'm ugh, I go back and forth, but right now I'm really liking Maroon, Midnight Rain, and Mastermind. But like I love Lavender Haze. I love Dear Reader. I love Paris. Like, I well, can't... we're hearing anti hero is the one that's making all the, yes. the memes and the TikToks and all of that stuff. Exactly. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. Hi. Uh, yeah. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> Which yes. is like, that is so, it's such a, sometimes I feel like, who is, oh, it was Lizzo. I was listening to Lizzo's newest album and there was like a song about birthdays and for the girlies and stuff. And I was like, sometimes I wonder if they write this because it comes from their soul or they write it because they're like, well, this will be played at every girl's birthday oh, for yeah. the rest of their lives, you know? And I wonder if that is, and Taylor's one of the best business women or businessmen I've ever, uh, I mean, I think she's up there with like Kris Jenner, but even better because I don't think she ever has to go mean. Like she, she does things with such a, a cool kindness and likes to put mystery in. I, I mean, I really uh, just yeah. dig her whole, she's like a way more successful JJ Abrams of music. She like, it involves like mystery and I don't know. I love all everything about her. Um, do you think the release of this hand, uh, album was handled well? And what do you think about her? Cause she says this is a collaborative album with Jack Antonoff, of course, from yes. Bleachers and he works works with every female artist ever. Do you, do you like Jack Antonoff? Yeah, I love bleachers. I really do. Like I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, and so I was very excited about it. I love stylistically the sound of this album. I know it's not for everybody, but like, I love this way, album. Right? Yes. Yeah. And like, she also, she did an interview. I think it was Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel. I can't remember. And she was like, this is my most like vulnerable album that I've ever made. And what I love about that is to your point, she's saying that to us, but like, I do feel like, you know, she's a songwriter. That is her craft. Like she writes things and she's like, oh, I know this is going to be relatable. I know that like, I'm going to make every girl out there when I'm singing mastermind, go on TikTok and talk about how they trick their boyfriend into dating them and marrying them and everything. Right. Like, and I mean, and, I mean, she obviously holds grudges. We have another yes. John Mayer song on the three. AM and we ad, have like, vigilante shit, which clearly, or clearly Kanye? allegedly it's about Kanye or Scooter Braun. Like I go back and forth. Still. Isn't there a lyric in there too? Also about like being friends with Kim Kardashian uh, still after like, wasn't there a line it's in one picture of the songs? me thick as thieves with your ex-wife yes yeah yeah but that could be about scooter Braun's ex-wife too yes exactly because the Woo. thing that's weird with the scooter Braun situation is so she talks about like where do you think your wife got the envelope so like where do you think she got the proof or whatever and so we're like did she give yale some type of proof and then scooter also has an fbi case <laughs> and like it's just really <laughs> i don't know and that's what it's, i love about her i'm like I, you're like she's so kind and blah blah i'm like but, but at the same time so sharp. <laughs> the Netflix documentary, what was that? Uh, Miss America? Is that what it was called? Miss Americana. The, Miss Americana. Like, I loved it because I love people, even though I think she lives in what looked like a hobbit house from Lord of the mm -hmm. Rings, which a lot of people like Lord of the Rings. So that's, you know, but 
I love when people take it seriously, when people take their art seriously, when people go, I'm putting myself into this. Like she really is crafting those songs. She really Mm -hmm. is feeling those emotions. She really is every moment on her. Like, oh, this is like, I love when people put the work in and then like good things come for those people because you, you and me both know like what we do with our lives and trying to do with our lives. There's so much hard work and like, it just takes so much to even move the needle just a little bit. So we got to support always those people. She's not only she's great, but she works works for it, you know, and that just she works for it. And when I watched that documentary, I remember I was like so fascinated at watching her writing process. Even when I watched the um, who's the girl, Olivia, she has the Disney one about the Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Like watching her working with that album. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. And it's like you see these artists and they're, you know, performing and they've got all this glitz and glamour. But at the end of the day where they feel most at home is like in a closet, like you and I tend to yeah. sit and record yes. just writing with like one person and like working things out like a math equation. It's so it, it, fascinating. Uh, to yeah. Me. That's by the way, I'm really going to say a horrific statement right now that I'm going to regret <laughs> when I'm alone at 3am working to my real housewives of Beverly Hills recap and doing the voices. <laughs> I feel like I'm artistically. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop. Okay. Two no. last things. Perfect. In London perfect. this past week. Now I am one of the biggest Boney Bear fans, uh, Justin Vernon has a band Boney Bear, but it's mainly Justin, mm-hmm. but uh, he, he speaks to my soul, his music and stuff like that. He of course did a couple of songs through Aaron Dressner, who produced the folklore album and evermore. Um, they have the uh, song together on the folklore album. What's it called? Um, the Is it not evermore? No, no folklore. The, the, with oh, Justin Vernon, the, the, Oh, exile. Exile. Sorry. So folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending the fortune. And luckily I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Bon Iver played in London this week. 
and Taylor Swift came out for Exile. And I, I'm getting goose pimples all over my body right now because I'm a dude, I'm like an old dude. And I'm like, ah, ah. I was like, oh my God, it's so amazing. It was so good. That is my favorite song on that album. It's so good. I play it on repeat all of the time. And like, so when I saw that going around TikTok and Twitter and someone sent it to me, I was like watching it, like bawling my eyes out. Oh. But it was so funny. I watched it again and like, Every, he's singing and like nobody, one version I watched, the girl's hand is like so still and nobody's like singing along or bopping out or anything until she comes on stage. I'm I like, know. they're so chill. They're so, I'm, she comes out and they flip out. Because, I know. Well, I've been to Boney Bear concerts and like, listen, I sat down at the last Boney Bear concert because I love the artistry of what he does so much, but it's not like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, but like, is that the vibe it. of those concerts or were people like in shock with anticipation of I what could possibly happen? A mix of both. It makes it both okay. because also his is like a little beep boop, like a lot of different weird kind of computer sounds, but also with this, with gu- clank guitar, it's such a great sound he creates, but sometimes it's not the most get up on your feet yes, excited yeah. sounds like you will for a couple songs but the taylor swift thing like i was because that that would be a dream of mine to see the taylor and him sing that song um and the last thing i will say and this is just speaks to her nerddom and our nerddom is that the midnight's album you guys you can get like she sells like eight billion different versions of this thing <laughs> seriously but there's and that's where i get a little bone to pick with taylor i'm like how much money do we need? We're really like, you know, kids, it's getting towards Christmas. People need to buy gifts for other That's people. That's the Chris Jenner in her. That's the Chris Jenner in her. <laughs> but for these albums, you guys, if you flip them on the back, it creates a clock. Yes. And my buddy, Matt Byer, <laughs> this is so funny. He's married what? to one of my best friends, Jess. He sent me a picture and he goes, yo, you know, these albums create a clock. And then I go, <laughs> Ma- I go Matthew did you buy four of these Taylor Swift albums to make a clock? And he goes, no. Um, I go, Matthew, did you buy four of the, he goes, it makes a clock, man. And I'm like, like, no way. And and this guy's into just like grilling and sports. And like, he loves vinyl. But he bought four Taylor Swift albums because it makes a clock. clock. Yeah. I was like, and he's like, I didn't have a watch, man. I need the clock. Um, Okay. Where are you on, uh, this is already going too fast. Where, where are you on? Like, did you watch Beverly Hills this week? Did you watch the oh, yeah. reunion? Oh how, yeah. How, how are we feeling in summation? I mean, I, first of all, I really can't, and maybe we're going back a couple of weeks. I cannot stand the way when there was the whole, like, see you next Tuesday versus evil argument. Yeah, I think like, that was I the thought, second episode. I thought the see you next Tuesday was the worst word, but all those of girls are saying evil is the worst word. Yeah. They're such, like, they, it's like they have this pact. And I'm like, you're lying, but that's fine. But it just seems like those women, and by those women, I mean Erica, Dorit, um, Lisa, and often, sometimes Kyle, like, they just don't want to, uh, what's like, what am I trying to say here? Like they don't want to admit that they're wrong or admit fault. And then it makes them look so stupid and nasty on the screen. In my don't opinion. You think that's why, because it's like, I, I'm putting loose quotes around this because they actually are friends from filming so many years together yes. that you almost have these blinders on where you're like, no, that's my friend. And I rock with my friend and da, 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 da. And I almost think that's like, sometimes 
will do that. And we shouldn't do that if our friends are completely in the wrong, but we do do that. And I'm like, you guys look like fucking idiots. And I think yes. sometimes they think they look cool. And then I think they're surprised then and dismayed when they hear audience reaction. And they're like, wait a sec. I thought we were like a hundred percent in the right here, you know? I know. And I, I genuinely, that's a really good question. I didn't think about it like that. I'm like, I genuinely don't know what is going on in their head, but you're right. Like it could be a little thing of like, that's my friend. I'm loyal, defend it to the end. I have blinders on, but like at a certain point I have to roll my eyes. Like yeah. I have yeah. to roll my eyes. Well, I mean, also I think this is the thing of also being on a show where you get so much, I don't know about praise, but you get so much, there is, it, it's, it's funny because you know, outside of certain circles, nobody knows what the hell we're talking about, you guys. Like, yes. <laughs> if I talk to my dad's friends about, like, what do I do for a living? and Or I was even talking to my moving my movers yesterday, and it's like these Russian dudes. He's like, you big, uh, you, you, I see you big uh, you, you, you equipment, you big, you're, you do radio, you know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I want to listen. And then I'm like, what's it about? And I, I start, this is a horrible accent, you guys. And I go, well, <laughs> it's about, like, um, you know, Bravo, this network. And and he didn't know the network. And he goes, I was like, well, they have these like housewives and Shows. it's like a reality. And then you just like my heart's sinking the whole time I'm explaining it because he has this blank look on his face. And he's like, I guess send to me. And I'm like, I'm not going to send it. You're to like, you. it's, this is not going to be your jam. Like this but is like and subscribe. Leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, it is funny because I think they think they're at that mm -hmm. Anne Hathaway level. They are the stars of their own. And they, and they are totally, in like, we all saw know? Bravo con it's undeniable it's the impact that they have, but it is certainly niche. But again, that being said, I'm just like, get your head out of your asses. Like you look like assholes. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I also well, want to talk think about, about Kathy, Kathy coming in. Yeah. Cause this, this, by the way, I was so thankful I thought the second part of the reunion, like you guys have heard me say, was so boring in some ways. And maybe I was just grumpy coming off BravoCon. But the third episode, like they only did three and not four, which I was thankful for. But they really packed this third one in to yeah. the point where it did leave me wanting more, which is always a good sign. But like, where do you stand on this whole Kathy Rinna thing? Does it even matter to you anymore? Rinna is saying, well... Eric is like, she said, she said the F one, the absolute of this DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray's like, it, it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And even Andy's like, dude, what are you talking about? And Kathy, I thought, came in guns blazing for somebody that is supposedly doofy. I know. So I'm very, I'm torn because watching Kathy and watching how, like, defensive but also assertive she was toward those women i was like there's no way she did this like she was angry she was angry about you know keep your name keep your wife's name out of my wife's name out of your mouth like you know she was angry but then i was on twitter and then the twitter discourse gets to me and people are like i don't like lisa but i believe lisa and i'm like why why? Like, even, I, first off, we should not call Twitter Twitter discourse because there's really <laughs> not discourse happening on Twitter. It's just a bunch of hate, which, by the way, shout out to Elon Musk, our new hey. Twitter owner. Uh oh. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, you're like, people believe Rinna, or you're saying people still believe Rinna, and you're like, why? Yes, because I kind of believe Kathy. Like, I believe, well, see, I believe that two things can be true at once. Okay. I believe that all of these women have had shit fits. I also believe all of these women have said things. I mean, you can go back to like TMZ, look it up, like TMZ Lisa Rinna or The Apprentice Lisa Rinna 
um, mm-hmm. uh, comments about African-Americans. And she'll have done the like, she did this one TMZ interview with the camera guy. And she goes, oh, you look like you're from South Central and you might shoot me. And it was like, he was like, well, because I'm like, w- w- because I'm a black man. Like, and like, this oh, is from years God. ago, this is like eight or nine years ago. You can find this clip on TMZ. I'll try to add it into the audio. Um, but, you know, she was thought she was being all funny and saucy and, and that shit don't fly. No, I don't think the F slur flies ever. I, like, I think we both have very, very good uh, gay friends. Yes. So I don't. But can I see Kathy in a fit of rage? Um, like, oh, this old queen. Da, da, da. I mean, I don't know. Like part of me, she's already grumpy from the tequila. She's already grumpy from mm-hmm. this. Like. I've said some wild shit when I'm like angry, but at the same time, Rinna is an unreliable narrator. So the fact that it's coming from her already goes like this. We don't trust you at all anyway. So even if it was true, wrong person for this wrong person for you to bring this information out. Exactly. We don't have the footage. Maurizio was in the house and didn't hear anything. Wait, 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 wait that's the it. Only so person Maurizio was in the you. house or was he somewhere else? With I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Maurizio, like a stoner sleep. He's just like passed out. I know, but that's like Kyle said, he's in the house. So why didn't he hear anything? And then the only person corroborating your story is Erica Jane, who we've just seen you all lie for each other. Like, how am I supposed to believe well, that? And also this thing made it out to the press. And the whole point is Erica Jane in this, she says, she's like, Kathy came right out to me and said, F slur, blah, blah, blah. I'm the only one she said it to. So that's only one person. Nobody yeah. else heard it, right? Yeah. So then we get into the Sprinter van with Lisa. Then they go back and Lisa's scared for her life because Kathy turns into the Incredible Hulk and starts breaking <laughs> things. But yet both of those stories get leaked to the press. Erica is the only person who knew one of those stories. Rinna is the other person that knew the rest of the story. Yet both of those pieces of information got leaked. Is that just random? That can't just be no. Caribou Club patrons because it only was heard by one person for Erica. So no matter what anybody wants to say about this, Erica still was involved in one part of this being leaked. That, I mean, you just Absolutely. can't. If that's it's what undeniable. she said. It came from Erica's mouth on this last part of the reunion. I'm the only one that heard it. But Erica didn't leak it. Her publicist did. Yeah. <laughs> but he's representing Nikki. I don't think he'd ever do anything like that. No. Um, and by the way, Erica, you don't need to keep telling us you've had sex so much. We get it. Oh, We're my God. Listen, I've had sex a couple times in my life. And I, you know, I've never taken to Twitter the next day of like, guess who got late last night? <laughs> like, and it's like, you know, who are you trying to? Are you trying to win I, Tom back here? Like, yeah. Uh, was like, and then also to say. Sale. So you're like, oh, it's so nice for somebody to stay erect the whole time. And I'm like, is that a slam at Tom? Who are we slamming here? Like, I'm so confused at what we're trying to do. The man's in a home. Like, let's leave leave it be. Like, Erica, that it's almost it's I hate to say it because it's entertaining in the worst way. But like, I know. First off, she compared uh, herself to like when the plane's going down, they say you got to save yourself. First off, don't bring up a plane analogy when the fucking thing is lion air crash victims. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, first off, and and then the second thing she said, like, yeah, Tom calls all the time. I talk to him. And, and he goes, why do you talk to him? Humanity. We've been asking you to show humanity for the last two seasons towards actual victims of your husband. I'll even I'll even let you go and say you didn't have anything ever to do with sure. this. You sure. spent the money without any knowledge of where it was coming from. 
But for you to say humanity when no. actual humanity is demanded and deserved of these other victims of your husband, who you still talk to, who can't get erect, I feel like that is <laughs> that is a basic thing, right? Of course. But like, again, I'm such a conspiracy theorist with these things. I'm like, of course you're talking to him because you know, there's another count offshore yeah, somewhere see, that Tom is still feeding oh, you money, girl. Like, come be, on. Yeah. And by on. the way, I, I mean, I appreciate Andy giving Erica the moment of like, I'll let you tell me about my law case. Well, I won this one. You know, Jay Edelson was on Kate Casey's podcast, who's directly involved in these cases, and she's got a very long road ahead of her. And just like, remember to look at all of the information, just because one thing is said about one case on the television doesn't, you know, it's like, there are a lot, she is going to be going through this for the next, I would say decade, probably like this is not going to stop. And also somebody is funding her legal defense. And that's where it not even conspiratorial, but it's like, there are things that remember Tom didn't get here just by making a couple of like little white lies, Tom plan these things out, you know, and I would not doubt at all if there are offshore accounts and exactly uh, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me that's what i mean come on there's there's something going on there and like it just uh again i like really used to love lisa and erica like i loved lisa and her like pretty mess era when she was first starting and she was yeah, performing yeah. like and i just it's you know where it started yeah it's gone off the rails and there was like a couple of things that started to turn me off. I've seen some old clips of like early Erica and how her voice has totally changed. And I'm like, okay, so now we're a character. We're no longer like Erica. We're actually a character on the show. Yeah. So you are like evolved did the same out thing. of control. Yeah. yeah. And then second of all, like I remember reading rumors about the time that she signed on to do Chicago and Tom started coming on the show more and she signed that contract and they were holding hands and she was like crying. Yeah. And I was like, Erica is giving the role of her lifetime by making these tears come out of her eyeballs right now. Like I just, there was something in me. I was like, I don't believe this for a second. (laughs) I I think that's why the audiences are kind of the Bravo audience, especially are really cool because we kind of are not to pat ourselves on the back, but we're sophisticated in the sense that we kind of feel what's real and what's not. There are certain viewers of Bravo, which I also appreciate that kind of like, just take it for like Bible. Like if it's on the show, that's how it goes. And I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think we all look into things and we live our own lives so we can kind of tell what's real and what's not real. And that's why I think we keep coming back to these shows. Are you watching winter house at all? Oh yeah. Dude. Yes. I need to ask you, which by the way, are you okay on time? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. Okay, does your Thank you. and if is, is your dog okay? Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't heard your dog at all, but I just don't want to. Okay, I just he just keeps make, going in and your dog is well. Open. Your dog is welcome on the show. That's what I mean. So <laughs> he's um, in and outside. Okay, okay, he's good. like getting sun and then coming in to cool off. <laughs> so we're on the third episode of Winter House this week, and the second episode, you know, Luke left because Craig in a drunken rage, like I think Luke like petted Paige's hair on top of giving a massage mm-hmm. to the new to crypto Jess, girl, yeah. to Jess who sells crypto. And and he's like, I'll fucking kill you if you fucking ever take, like Craig's on one, like, yeah. like great, great for yeah. Bravo, but he is on one. And so Luke does not read social cues very well, it seems mm-hmm. like. I can you and and in this third episode, Luke came back and he had a conversation with Jess where Jess was like, yes. I don't want you to speak. 
I just want you to listen to me. I love that she said that. The way she handled that was yeah, so fucking Can you speak to brilliant. that as a female? Yeah, because, you know, I think so often, like, first of all, there's, I, I, I get the situation in the sense, like, her and Luke were flirty in the hot tub, et cetera, but she was like, I'm not going to kiss you. And he's like, but we're on a first date in the hot tub. And she's like, no. So like, right. <laughs> well, there's cameras there. on us. There's cameras. Yeah. We need to do like, it. Yeah. She drew a line in the sand. And then she was clearly uncomfortable when they stayed back with Kyle and Amanda, when she was speaking to Amanda about it. And then later that night, there was like the rubbing of the shoulders and she was visibly uncomfortable. Yeah. So before I get into the whole Craig thing, like the fact of the matter is like Luke had like a one track mind and he saw a girl or heard a girl say, I'm like interested in you, yeah. but it stopped there. You know, like she was yeah. like, I'm interested in you, but I have boundaries. Like he didn't hear that, but no, yet, he just heard, right? I like you. And he goes, uh, turns out I'm a hot dude. Like that, yes. this all works. And you know? suddenly he's like, I'm thinking about her when I'm brushing my yeah. teeth. It's like, bro, it's been <laughs> he like, tells Kyle, I like he goes, I'm like thinking about her like all the time. I'm like, you've been in the house for two days, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, what complicates that for me is like social cues are not well received by men. And as a female, especially when you're in a house, when you're in a house like that, like when you're uncomfortable, I've been out um, to like clubs where I'm with my friends and like, uh, you know, some guy friends or their guy friends. And there's a guy there and they're interested. And you're like, I don't want you around me. But it's like you walk away or you bring your friend in. This is why whatever. I don't go out in public. I <laughs> it would break my heart to be like, I would be this dude of I don't want you, you around would me. Not. Like, you would I actually know I have a really I do not touch people, so I'm good. Like yeah. But it's like, you know, people, especially men, and I'm generalizing, don't get those social cues. And I can understand You're why right. Jess You're totally wanted right. to like she didn't want to rock the boat of the house, but she was clearly uncomfortable. She's Craig new. saw that. Yeah, she's new. And Craig then, you know, everything with Paige happened. And that's when Craig snapped. But as well, Craig had said, snapped, like, I think, before. Craig, yeah. Craig has been on one since day. I mean, guys, he was like the Kool-Aid man stomping on a table after Paige went to bed. Like, he was just stomping. And when he, he refused to clean the house? He goes, I'm not here to clean, man. I, that's why I make That's why I make pillow money, dude. Because I don't want to. Like, even Kyle was just like, dude, what the flake? Yeah, it's like be a team player. It's so bizarre. It was so bizarre to me. But to what everybody said in the episode, like his message was correct. His delivery was wrong. Well, and his delivery seems to be wrong in so many other aspects of the show so far, not even just with Luke. I will say, though, in fairness, Luke did come back. Luke did not talk. Luke said, I get it. Hopefully we can build a friendship. And I felt that to be very sincere. You know, I really I really. Uh, maybe this is because, I mean, he's been on the show a bunch and I try not to be preferential because I said super creepy his behavior with the, the, the touching, but I will say it seems like he's genuinely a good person that wants to do good things. And so hopefully he does like really listen to this. And I think what was so important with Luke, like what I loved knowing that he's in therapy and he's really trying to work on himself and grow. He was like, I'm going to take a beat at this hotel. Like, I'm not going to come back tonight. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I want to collect myself and my thoughts and my feelings and then return. And even though he wanted to speak to Jess, when she said, you're not going to say anything, you're just going to listen. He did that. Like he took yes, he did. in because I, that feedback and did it, which is which like the male, the male, the male thing though, usually is like, no, I'm going to actually right? talk. That's what yes, I'm like. No, no, yes. no. I'll let you, but then I'm going to. 
Also, this is another funny thing. I love Winter House, you guys, just because it's like the minutia of like even the conversation of Kyle and Amanda, where they both had to go number two. And she goes, (laughs) I go, I go faster than you. Let me go. Like, it was like such a relationship. And like, I don't even need big fights. I just like watching little moments like that. To me, it's a great refresher from Beverly Hills, where it's like, thick plot like i like that they're getting wasted i was like watching the tv last night going how are they fucking snowboarding after getting wasted i was like sitting there going like my knees would be shot like how are they i was so upset and it was when so that, cold that Corey dude that wears the pearls the new guy yeah. that was craig's uh, uh frat guy he goes to ex goes to a drinking place where they exercise before drinking because he's like yeah. i'm like what the what the, and he did I mean, a backflip Oh, he did. Yeah, of course. The guy with the pearls can do a backflip. Also, they show that old picture of the fraternity of them and they're so skinny and now they're all like, like they're like, Corey's like ripped. And and I'm like, uh, anyways, um, I love, I love Winter House too. I like, Um, I love it so much. Like there's a part of me, I'm like, I wish Bravo would do an influencer marketing thing where they brought a bunch of like you and Sam and all the uh, Bravo people. Can I tell, can I tell you something? Are you doing this? Okay. You know, two judgy girls. Yes. Okay, so I, I have a friendship with Danielle, and uh, um, and so I, well, not sorry, uh, friendship court. Anyway, sorry, I'm, Courtney. I <laughs> yes, Courtney. I'm like I gotta edit that out. Let me. Where did Danielle come from? <laughs> I have a friendship with Courtney, and she sent me the Airbnb listing for this house. Like she didn't post it because she thought that would be a little too rude, but she posted the floor plan. And it is, I know how much money it is. And I said, what if we got 10 of us to go in there and like, just go like, I I mean, even see if we could even survive a day, like the way they drink or whatever and film it and like, use it as content. And she was like, there's no way in hell I will do that. But I was like, I was like, good. We need somebody like you. We need a naysayer. You're perfect for this. We need, I would do that. Right. I I would would a thousand percent do that. I'm uh, remind. I'm going to share the Airbnb listing with you later because okay. you got it because it shows you all the pictures of the houses and stuff. But wouldn't that be funny as hell if we then? It would be like, amazing. Because I was like, I want to stomp on the table like Craig does, and I want to. Like, I know. Go into the bedroom. I want to like, go tubing down the backyard. Yes. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Build Just a fire like, like Luke. <laughs> listen, my life has already gone way, of course, what I thought it would be. So why not just mm-hmm. keep going in that direction? Why not? Why also, the hell not? Page, uh, page. I love watching Paige because Paige is in the first six months of a relationship with Craig during this. And you do see her wake up to a lot of things of like, oh, mm-hmm. it, and it's so funny, especially because in Summer House, she didn't have to deal with this. She could just comment on other people's relationships like Kyle and Amanda. So now, yes. and you know, she's with a potential problem. And for Paige, Paige has always been cool girl that's been able to like stand from the outside and comment. And did you watch them on Watch What Happens Live, Amanda and Paige the other night? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay, well, well, first off, it was just hysterical because she's very funny of like, yeah, it's, that's Craig. And I guess it yep. continues on Summer House where she yells at Craig a lot during Summer House. Like Craig seems to be, there's a certain type of guy that Bravo like attracts and it's like the Kyles and the Craig. man child? They, Is it a man child? Oh, they, <laughs> they make great TV. <laughs> but then you're like, these ladies have like some support group within each other of like. Oh, yeah. Dude. I was at BravoCon, like I was at Schwartz's 40th birthday party. I was at five, like there was this bar with the Brass Monkey. We were at till like five in the morning. They closed it down and we were still there. Kyle was with us and Amanda wasn't there. And I'm like, and he, by the way, Kyle was not hitting on anybody. Kyle was like, yeah, Kyle yeah. was like literally just drinking. And I was like, 
this guy lived like walks this walk. He was definitely not hitting on like I was talking with him and like he was talking with like the dudes, but the guy just likes to go out. Like the guy oh, yeah. likes it. Like I think that also like there's the man child thing, but I think there is this like character type of especially the men on Bravo in these types of shows. Like I know, like not I know, but like they're not going out to try to pick up tail or whatever the kids say. <laughs> no, these days. They're, like, they're there to fucking they drink just with their party. boys. They, like they yes. want to party. They want to be like, our lives are fucking great. I want to <laughs> rage because all I have to do tomorrow is like put on a mic pack and walk around my, yeah, well, my, my best, <laughs> one of my best friends, Nick, he used to like, I, we were on, cause he's now has a daughter and all of my friends are having kids and we're on like a text chain where we would go out and get wasted. And he would shout at some point during the night, we're going to live forever. Like after we did a shot and now I, we were texting and I'm like, you bastard. I was just thinking about how you said we're always going to live forever. And like now, like my yeah. knees barely work. And like, I just like, how you're dare playing you? with Fisher price. I, I said, yeah, you can't to. even leave your house because of your daughter. And you seem to really <laughs> like your daughter. Like you're like obsessed with her. Something. Get over it. Um, are you so, Oh, also the Lindsay Hubbard thing got brought up on watch. What yes. happens live. So two things, they bring up that the Danielle Lindsay relationship is completely fractured and they don't think it's coming back anytime soon. Do you okay, know did anything they say, that happened? No, I was going to ask you if you knew anything about that from BravoCon, because that's where they first commented or Danielle did, right? Well, I mean, we've kind of suspected it for months now because they stopped liking each other's photos and all of that stuff. Like, so, but the, it was brought up at the Summer House panel, but it wasn't really brought up in any great detail. So I've been kind of just like fan theorizing about it is that, okay, if these are like three people that are used to being a friend group, there's a natural mm -hmm. like whence that, or could it be something more darker where did Danielle have information about Lindsay potentially hooking up with somebody like Austin way too close to her Carl time. Carl. Like, is that a potential thing? Like, what is it? And I just hate it. Cause it's just, it's like Meredith. Uh, it's like, uh, Heather gay and, uh, Whitney? Whitney from salt Lake, you know, it's like, they're, I mean, I saw them at BravoCon multiple and they do not like each other right now. And it gets you, Oh, they're like done. Like, I'm they, so confused by that whole thing I mean, too. And I watched Heather and Leslie, what her name Grossman, on watch Grossman, what, yeah. Grossman on watch what happens live. And I, I want to, okay, with Danielle and Lindsay, I think that something so bad had to happen for Danielle to be like, I am removing myself from this yes. situation. Danielle was Lindsay's most loyal human. Ride or ever. die. I mean, I, I truly ride or die. And Carl, though, Carl was also good friends with Danielle. So that even like, I needed, I, it's something where like, if something really bad happened, I, I just would think that would almost make Carl more suspicious of Lindsay. Yes. Like, so Danielle must have played a part in this as well. I know. I, I just, I'm There's so confused. Something. Because at first I was like, oh, Lindsay didn't like tell Danielle about the engagement and she found out publicly with everybody else. But like, I don't think uh, it's something like that. that. I think it's, I think it's something pretty deep because Danielle is also now hanging out with Sierra, who obviously with like Austin and yeah. Sierra and Lindsay had their thing. So like, Maybe. We're on the uh, Austin apology tour, by the way. Oh my gosh! This. Seriously, um, atone, I, atone for your sins. Atone for atone? your sins. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, like that, you would fit in on Winter House so well, just because of the costume <laughs> aspect. They really right heavily to the costumes. <laughs> oh, they um, love a costume. Uh, we're okay, going. And, we're going. We're going. I, we we got we got it. I mean, actually, I'm not even. This is. I know you might think I'm joking. I'm not joking. I'm not like, joking. This is, 
this is where I will choose to waste my money. Like I spent all yeah. my money at BravoCon. I'll spend all my money on this. Um, uh, do you, are you catching, are you keeping up with Potomac at all? No, I haven't. Okay. You, you got to, I'm just like, really quick. I'm going to talk Go about that after, uh, this. So you, we're going to start recapping Potomac on the pod, but I got to tell you, I'm starting to become team Candace and it's worrying me the, what she said this week on the episode about not today, ankles, not today, neck in regards to Giselle <laughs> coming at her husband is iconic housewives behavior, but we'll get more into that at another time. Um, I know I've, I got to uh, catch up. Okay. Okay. Are you good for 10 more minutes? 10, 15? You good? I'm totally fine. Okay. Yes, good. Cause I'm yeah, just having yeah. too much fun and I don't want to, yeah. I, but let, let me know no. whatever. Okay. So I wanted to go back to other general pop culture of Matthew Perry from the TV show Friends, another person that has a book coming out, you guys. Mm-hmm. And it ha- have you read about this book? I've read some highlights. I am a huge Friends fan. So I've known about yeah. his like drug use for a really long time. Did you know to this extent, though? No, not necessarily to this extent, but I knew like. I knew that there was like, he had said a quote or some sort of uh, conversation where he was like, there was like three years of filming friends that he like, doesn't remember. And because he was on like prescription pills. Yeah. He said, he said, when you saw, when you saw him uh, really, he said, when you saw him and like healthy looking, that's when you, yeah. When you saw him skinny, it meant he was on pills. And when you saw him fat, it meant he was drinking. He said, and he said only one season he was sober for that entire run and that he would actually when, go, yeah. he would go to open houses on Sundays, you guys, being famous. He was already a millionaire and famous, and he would raid people's medicine closets in hope because he had a, it was like a 55 pill a day habit um, for Vicodin. And, oh, and, and, and guys, it got to a point where he had like, he was in a hospital for, I believe nine months. You'll have to read the, like he had to wear a colostomy bag. He would wake up in his own excrement. Cause it exploded. Like, I mean, it was just, I mean, he almost lost his life. He spent mm-hmm. $9 million so far on recovery. He's been in and out of 22 rehabs. I mean, it's frightening for somebody this hysterically funny and that we have so many amazing funny memories of the darkness that he was living through and still living through like that blows me away I know and it just blows me away that like you can truly lead this double life like he was at that time one of the most like one of six of the most famous people in the world yeah you know for the kids listening friends you I mean like for the for you know they don't know the power of friends like I was talking about this on Friday of like the Thursday night television lineup on NBC was second to none we'll never see anything like it again because you had that it was on the tail end of Seinfeld and then you go into Mm -hmm. ER on a Thursday night and friends meant everything for nine seasons and the sad thing is is that this guy and all of those friends are rich beyond their wildest dreams they won the lottery in so many different ways and i was looking at the pictures when he was saying he was on pills and drugs. he still looks so like healthy and funny and happy I know. and you realize like but sadly as you get older everything starts falling apart and your body mm-hmm. and all the abuse it takes and what we do to it starts like and it just makes me so sad it's so sad and like I think what's so interesting again is exactly what you're saying. Like he looked so healthy and he looked like good, you know? Yes. And people are like, oh, 
now to know that are not people, me, I'm like, oh my God, like, again, you really have no idea what people are going through. Cause he yeah. looked so fine. And like, he was so funny. How are you like on all of those pills or drinking, but still able to come here and deliver week after week? Like oh. Chandler is like my favorite character on that. Can show, you, you know? be a bigger character? I mean, like, I mean, and the friend special, which was on HBO max over the pandemic, um, you know, you could tell like he was like, you know, he had, but he was still participating. And he, I know yeah. he, he'd freshly gotten out of uh, uh, he'd sobered up for it, I believe, and all of yes. this stuff. And and he said Jennifer Anderson was one of the people that called him out on his behavior. And he'll always appreciate that. And but constantly just is, reached out to him. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it just imagine like having that kind of moving the needle in terms of like American pop culture, not even American, this friends travels overseas. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's Jax Taylor's favorite show for the love of God. I mean, like it goes everywhere. And then to know <laughs> number the one funniest, guy in the group, <laughs> yeah, the funniest person on like the funniest, like sometimes people said he was the funniest guy on that show. I yeah. mean, you know, everybody has their favorites, but, and then it comes from deep, deep pain. And that just mm -hmm. always just blows me away. I don't know. It just, it made me really sad to read that. I, are you going to read the book? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. me too. I, and when I say read, I mean, listen to. Uh, and I've already asked book. Celebrity Memoir Book Club for Prince Harry's book. I'm like, I need to come on the podcast and talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm listening to a biography on Anthony Bourdain right now that just came out. Oh. And that was another one. If you compare it to Matthew Perry, like the first chapter talks about those last few weeks of his life before he, had, and this is a trigger warning, he took his own life. And he was in a relationship with his Asia Argento, who was, uh, you know, cheating on him, even though he, you know, like there's all of these things. And he was telling his ex-wife he hated his life. He hated his fans. He hated this, like, but not, like, but then in that way, when you're depressed and you just hate everything, like, you know, he, but like, we all love Anthony Bourdain. I we looked up him. to him. Like, you know, he, to me idolizes everything I want. Like, I wish I was as a dude and to know that he was, you know, carrying around that deep pain that it, yeah. like, and, and just to tell you guys, I'm big on mental health. Like, we can be flying high one day and really down the next is that like, don't ever, all it takes is one stupid decision and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. always reach out always. I swear to God, just wait until the next day. But like, cause this blows me away. Cause like I would give, I would give my left testicle or my, yes. my right one too, to be Anthony yeah. Bourdain or Matthew Perry, but just know that that still comes with all of the problems that we have today ourselves. They were exactly. just richer and more respected. So exactly. And it's like, so I I'm like back in therapy right now after everything that went on with my dad, I was like, you know, yeah. contemplating life and I felt yeah. like guilty coming back. Well, I think to about LA that all and the like, time now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like my therapist is talking to me so much now like about processing, right? Processing your thoughts, feelings, because that impacts your behaviors and actions. And like, it's like impulse and learning to work through impulse is so hard. Even just learning to work through impulsive thoughts where you're like, I'm shit and da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah. it's okay the negative to also gremlin, feel those Yeah. Yes. Like well, sometimes you have to sit with them, but like be aware that they will pass, but you have to give them the time and space to pass. It took so me a long time to realize that like our, uh, you know, sometimes our thoughts betray us. Like, you know, just because Ugh. it's in your head doesn't mean it's actually you. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. it, like, like just because we tell ourselves we're shit 
our minds lie to us all the time. And you're like, that's confusing. It's your mind. Wouldn't you be able to control it? But that's not how the mind works. And especially over the course of decades, as you build these things up and these walls up and the resistance up, and you've said your shit every day of your life, it is really hard to break down those walls because the first thought is always going to be the negative one. The positive Mm -hmm. thought is going to make you feel icky and gross. And like, should I believe it or not? And you guys, for you guys who listen to me daily, you know, you know what I struggle with. Like it is, but like, I, I, I think about this all the time. Like I think about death all the time. I think about I and not in terms, but like, you know, just even dealing, dealing with your dad, I'm, I'm dealing yep. with similar issues with my mom. And, and I just, you, you want, it's easier for me to compartmentalize and process or, or take my anger out on like housewives or pop culture, because the scarier part is to actually have to deal with the reality of your own life sometimes. I know. You know? Like, I mean, that's what I hate. Uh, yeah, I literally ran away to Europe when everything was happening with my dad for like three weeks. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I actually, I'm gonna rent the winter house cabin. That's yeah. I'm, I'm like, process. okay, like, goodbye. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wait, 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 did, I wait, don't wait, deal with that, that. Did that three week sojourn, which last time you were on, we talked about. Yes. Did yeah. Did it overall help you? Um, it did help me, but I didn't realize till after when I went back into therapy that I was very much using that. Um, like activity for a distraction and that's fine. And that's okay. And like, I accept that, but it really was interesting for me to realize like, oh my God, you were dealing with a lot of emotions and feelings and worry that you were processing by doing that versus like acknowledging them and working through them, which again, this is what I'm learning and that's okay. And the other thing that my therapist has been saying to me, And I feel like, you know, this would resonate with you, but I've posted about it a lot is like, you have a friend and they're going through a tough time and you're like, you're amazing. You're great. You're going to get through this. Don't worry. She's like, why don't you say those same things to yourself and have some self-compassion? And I'm like, like, I don't know. Because I'm a piece of shit. That's (laughs) That's why why you're here. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why that's why my insurance barely covers you. Hello. Come on. Um, I got 12 sessions, babe. (laughs) This is like, this is probably an overshare you guys, but I share a lot with you is that like, I was talking to my mom the other night and we had gotten some bad news in regards to her and, and she was, email because she said give me time to process whatever this is yeah we find out and then i will t- call you and i never i hadn't gotten called for hours and i was like well this isn't good you know and i'm mm-hmm. having to take you know i'm talking thinking about beverly hills and all that stuff and then she finally emails this long email and i have a bunch of questions about the email so i'm by, and then finally she calls me and i'm like i gotta tell you i was scared to pick up the call i was scared to actually pick up the call of my own mother and i we picked it up and I, we started talking and I could tell, you know, she'd been crying and she'd been, you know, and, 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 but, you know, it was like, okay, we're going through it. We're talking. And then I start, like, I think I just say a stupid joke mm-hmm. and she laughs just a, a like a little small laugh, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, that's a little small laugh. And then we just started talking and then I just started talking as me. And then I just started talking like I do just normally to my mom or to any of you guys. And then I realized, okay, well, I can still make my mom laugh. I can still make, I can still, and we ended up talking for like an hour and a half. Like we were on the phone forever then. I mean, too much to the point where I was like, mom, I gotta go. You're like, Like, I gotta go. Hey, I'm sorry. Everything's going on with you, but I gotta go. I got work to do. No, but it was one of those things where like, but I was so, isn't it, isn't it so sad that I was scared to pick up that phone? Like, isn't it like that? I almost was like, I'd rather do this over email than over. And I just think that's so wild that we still, even no matter how old you get, we still learn these things from ourselves and we still have to push ourselves to be Uh better in situations where we might not have the strength for it. 
exactly. You're literally like making me like tear up right now. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, I no, no, no. I said this. I just love you so you. much. I tell you, I, no, 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 I, I wouldn't have said this. The podcast should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, wait. Okay, I, no, I just want no, to say I, I love you and yeah. I appreciate you being so open because again, there is this like camaraderie and relatability that comes with you being open and authentic. So thank you for that. But I also agree, like, it's just weird. It's weird to realize like you you can't control life. Oh, that, it, it, we think it we can. infuriates <laughs> me. You know, I, I was like, it's easier for me to move all my shit in storage. Like I'm used to that. Like I've done mm-hmm. that before. I went through a divorce before. I've went through things that have tough before. I'm used to like, like I could like, you know, like Jewel the singer. I could live out of my car if I needed to. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I'm not at that place nor don't worry guys. I'm just using that as an example. Like, but like, join the Patreon. I, join well, the Patreon. I, guys, I really need you to join the Patreon this week. Especially I looked at that storage facility though. I was like, I could live in here. Why is it not legal to live in the storage facility? No, no, no. But it was, it was one of those things where like, I'm used to like certain hard situations. Like we're conditioned, yeah. you know, it's like when, you know, we, we've talked about dating a lot over the course of the times mm-hmm. you've been on the show. And it's like, you know, that first heartbreak I always talk about where you don't know how to process it because your heart's never felt that way before. And so it just fucking like, I'm, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. And then like when your heart, when you, you know, break up or have breakups and all that stuff where your heart hurts, it Ugh. it still hurts the same way, but you're used to, it's like a muscle. Like, so exactly. you're like, oh, you it's can sore a little it. bit, but I can work this out. Yeah. I can, tomorrow it's going to feel better. I think, you know, but that first heartbreak, you just don't know. You don't know what it, to feel yeah, those feelings. Your life you know? is over. It's just um, so foreign. Okay. Let's end on a, a positive note, which is Vanderpump rules. Uh, I am so excited that Vanderpump rules is coming back because it seems like they have come to play. Like, it seems like yeah. they are already getting so they're messy. Starting. They're starting. They really are. And, that, and by the way, that's what I want out of my reality uh, stars. And this Raquel Levis is coming out of nowhere yes. to be a shit stirrer all of a sudden. And yesterday, I think it was comments by celebs or something like she posted herself in the Tom Tom sweatshirt, yeah. which is, a, I think I own that Tom Tom. I was like, I, should I recreate this photo and see if I can get Katie Maloney mad? There's your like, Halloween like, costume. There's, like, <laughs> there's your Halloween costume. Done. But like, <laughs> but Katie responded to this of her posting this of like, cause somebody said, Fan oh, girl. Yeah, your fangirl. And then Kitty goes, she always was a fangirl. And now she's a fan of Tom's. And, you know, Raquel wrote back, I am a fan of Tom's and I support their business and stuff. But like, am I like what Raquel was like the quiet one mm-hmm. in the corner that had to listen to DJ James Kennedy rants and rave. And now all of a sudden she's like the biggest threat on Vanderpump rules. Like, what are we about to see? I don't know, but girlfriend has found her voice. And I have very complicated feelings about this because I personally don't like if her and Tom are a thing, I don't like that because I like Katie and I don't like meddling in the group like that. It's incestuous to me, but you know, they spend a lot of time together, whatever happens, happens. But I'm just like, this type of mess is going to save Vanderpump. Yeah. So on the other side of the coin, I'm like, give know, me like, all of it. And by the way, all of it. And then Katie, you guys, She's dating some 25-year-old that I got sent to. She's dating like a 25-year-old she met on the apps. And so, and and this is, uh, uh, by the way, Katie, you know who listens to my podcast? Katie Maloney's mom. What? And she's Hi, Katie Maloney's mom. And she's, and by the way, she's awesome. Like, I, like, she's actually really like, I was like, are you okay? Because I almost was like, 
when anybody that I'm like, do I need to pre-apologize for something? Like, I don't think I've said anything <laughs> super bad, you know, like, but like, but yeah, Katie, by the way, brain. looks hot. I mean, like, but sorry looks if I'm allowed amazing. to say that. No, looks of course am- you do. Like best she's looked like, I mean, just living her best life, dating a younger dude, but also willing to stir it up with Raquel, who, by the way, I guess her real name is Rachel and she changed it to Raquel. Somebody said what? Yes. And I then, never then the people knew are calling that. Her Rachel. And like, I mean, I'm like, I just hope that I just hope that she's able to act it, not act it out or be able to portray what we're seeing online in actual mm-hmm. scenes and not like, I hope she goes Crumble. for it because yeah. her voice, Ra- Raquel's voice was always like, ah, you know, I, know. Like, ah. I want her to have a solid voice, you know, and uh, Schwartz and Sandy's you guys supposedly opens this week if you're in the Los Angeles what? area. So we will have to go get a drink there. Okay, done. Um, so they were they they had some issues, but they're rushing it through, and I think it opens officially this week to the public. But I'll keep you posted as soon as I know. Love um, that. And let's see that. I think and they're going to be on Summer House next or Winter House next week, which yeah, I, for yeah. one, am so. This is the other thing that I love. Like I love a fucking good crossover, and we're getting yes. a trifecta crossover now. And I'm like, this is. Amazing. This is Amazing. 90 Day Fiance Universe on TLC did this first, I feel. And I feel like they got the jump start on Bravo because at one time Bravo said, uh, one time Andy had a quote saying, it would feel like we jumped the shark if we started doing that. And I think it yeah. was the one of the only missteps Andy had ever had in his career because they finally did it and it's working to great success. Like Lindsay got involved with that Raquel drama and like she threw in a comment as well she did. Ag- against Raquel and saying, and so I was like, I said, where's the summer house Vanderpump rules crossover? We need mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm glad Sandoval and Schwartz got invited to winter house, but I talked to Ariana on the podcast two weeks ago and she's like, where's my invite? She wants right? to go. Like, exactly. Put, these, put, your put them all together. Butter. Yeah. It's like ultimate girls. Put them all together. I love yeah, it. Don't, I don't love do it with it. housewives. Just do it. And by <laughs> the way. Uh, yeah. Um, be careful on the internet, whatever you see on Twitter this week. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend with Elon taking over. A lot mm-hmm. of counts might be reactivated. So if that activates you or triggers you, do yourself a favor and stay offline. That is the best thing you can do because sometimes what I'll do is I'll just stay online and just get angrier and angrier. Oh, for sure. A lot of- consume. A lot of accounts and hate and all of that stuff is going to be spewing these next couple of weeks. So really do whatever it can, whatever you can for your mental health. Um, And we didn't even get to talk about the Kardashians, but they've taken over most of the Halloween costs. This is their, this is where they make uh, a part of their yearly nut is just dressing up in fancy Halloween costumes. Of course. And like all of the discourse of the last week, I I made a TikTok because I went on TMZ one day and it was all Kardashians, Kanye, Kardashians, Kanye. And I was like, I am so like we talked about Anne Hathaway needing to walk away and then come back like these Kardashians. I adore them. You know, I'm a fan. They need to take a beat. They need to take a give us a month without Kardashian, just like a month without a Kardashian. It's going to be good for you. The Kardashians as well for their mental health. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Finally, Giselle and Tom, they finally announced it. I got to get your opinion on Giselle and Tom. I'm not a sports dude, but like Giselle and Tom Brady, Giselle Boonchin. Uh, what we had suspected for a long time, and he's gotten three losses in a row, which I guess he is not, that has never happened in his career, maybe no. in a row. What What is your take on this for our final story? So here's the thing. I have inside scoop on this because back when he came out of retirement or said he was coming out of retirement in like August, I have a friend in the sports world and I had posted on my story and they wrote me and they were like, Giselle is 
pissed. And Tom, like <laughs> they sent a quote to me where they were like, my wife is so pissed at me right now. So apparently they said when they got married, the first 10 years of their marriage would be dedicated to him and his career. And then the next 10 would be dedicated to her and her career or whatever. And he reneged on that. And when he was back, like, psych 11 years yeah, for me, nine yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. And she was like, no, there's not a cheating thing. It's not scandalous. She's just like, this is like what I want. You're not giving it to me. I want you to spend more time with our children and our family. And he's like, I want to go play football. And it's just like, but isn't that kind like, of awesome of Giselle though? Like to be like, yes. I actually believe in myself enough to stand up for what I want. Yes. And like the whole joke, the whole, not joke, it wasn't a joke, but on Thursday night football this week, he got like sacked and they're like, Oh, 45 year old player getting sacked. Like this can't be good. And da, da. like, I think it's starting to uh, affect him, you know, his well, whole I mean, life. They, and they life. say all sports is like half of it's mental. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you not let what is happening off field go into your performance on field? Yeah. And we also know the more that you want to do good, the less good you will do in life. It's like you have to practice this meditation of just yeah, like letting, letting go. Lo- yeah, exactly. So Lex Nico, man, this has been my favorite hour that I've had in a long time. And I've talked to so many oh, great God. people in the last week. I love Thank you so much. Um, where, okay. Tell us all the stuff. Lex Nico on Instagram, right? Lex Nico on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, again, wait, wait, nothing you, to wait, plug right now. Didn't recently on Instagram, you get like block, like, didn't we, didn't uh, I have to do a backup account? For, yeah. Why did they, they deactivate it? They said What'd that I was impersonating me. Were you? Wait, were you? <laughs> Surprise! Oh my god, you are like the ears. No, so like they said, I was impersonating someone, and I'm like, this is connected to my personal Facebook. Like my face is all over this Instagram, and you're like arguing with robots, basically. When you try to argue with Instagram, you're just arguing with like AI and stuff like that. So it's like really, really intense. So it took Um, like five days. It came back recently with Kelly with Laguna Biatch. That happened. Oh yeah, she got deactivated this week too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's right around the language. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're doing something. But again, like it was so weird, especially the reasoning that I was impersonating somebody. But I still look that was when all the don't worry, darling stuff was happening. And I was like talking about Harry. You were too close to the truth. I was too too close close to the truth. And I swear all of those Harry's again, going back to the fandom. Let's close it out full circle. Yeah, yeah. I swear they all reported my fucking account because they were mad that I said Harry spit on Chris Pine and then St. Hoax, which has like what three yeah, I love saying, followers oh, yeah, yeah. posted my TikTok and like they all got so mad at me and I'm like these people are reporting my account and that's what happened. <laughs> well I'm theory. glad I'm glad to talk yeah. to the real Lex Nico today. Thank you. And you guys uh so that and, and there is going to be big news with Lex coming up soon. So uh I will be announcing that back. as soon as I'm able yes. to announce that. Um and that is it. This was a fabulous you guys I hope you have the best Halloween today and the best week ever. I'll be here with you all week doing wild wacky shit like i always do and uh i love you guys thanks so much for being here hi do i lex nico ladies and gentlemen i always love awkward endings where i'm like i don't know what to say and then the guest doesn't know what to say and then we're like bye Uh, Okay, I wanted to tell you really quickly this Matthew Perry story. So I used to be a general manager at this nightclub called Monroe's that was on Melrose and Huntley in West Hollywood. And it was pretty much a bottle service club, a lot of celebrities, all of this stuff. And on Sunday nights, we would do 
Um, like we would do, we were trying to find new ways to like do different nights and stuff. Cause bottle service nights were like Thursday, Friday, Saturday were our big nights. Sunday I wanted to play around with. So I did a music night where I would invite like music, musicians, singer, songwriters, like Carrie brothers who did the song blue eyes on the garden state soundtrack played there a lot. Um, but my buddy, Tom Chacon, T H O M C H A C O N who used to date my old roommate, Sarah, he is a singer-songwriter, and he's still out there doing it. And I used to – I still love this dude. I reached out to him this weekend because I was like – it had been so long. And I was like, dude, because this memory – I was watching the Matthew Perry interview, and it was just making me so sad. And I was like, the struggles that he's gone through. And I remembered this Sunday night um, a long time ago in 2004, 2005, and Tom was doing a set. And Tom Jacone has a song – um, which, by the way, I love Tom Chacon's music. I highly recommend you go to his YouTube page and look him up. And, you know, he he even, he even did a live album at Folsom Prison just like Johnny Cash did. But he has a song called Alcohol. And I remember this. And it's a ballad towards drinking. It's a, it's a ballad of booze and excess. And I thought, well, that is just... I mean, like, it's just kind of a genius song to write a ballad towards booze. And the lyrics are just wild because it's like, when we first met, um, I was taken by you, made me forget why I was feeling blue. I'm shivering cold and I want, want nothing more than to spend time with you. Now I'm a wreck. It's all because of you. I've lost my friends and the money's all gone too. I'm sick. I'm shivering cold and I want nothing more than to spend time with you. And then it starts into the chorus, alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. And, you know, it's a very just kind of ballad, but it's written to alcohol. And Matthew Perry was there that night. And I remember this specifically because friends had ended. He was doing Sunset Strip, like Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which was a TV show on NBC that I think lasted like two seasons with him and Bradley Whitford as like SNL comedy writers. And they got charge of this like SNL type show. Um, and it was written by Aaron Sorkin, who wrote like The Social Network, The West Wing, all of this stuff. So the dialogue as an actor is just like top notch. But I remember Matthew Perry coming in. And at that point, like, you know, I get more nervous around housewives than I did celebrities, you know, like I remember one night drinking with Keanu Reeves, who just came in on a Wednesday and we were dead. And it was like, all of a sudden we were just at the bar having some beers with uh, with Keanu Reeves. You just by himself, pulled up on his motorcycle, just came in, had a few beers at the bar. Like, anyways, but I remember Matthew Perry doing this. And I was trying to remember, I guess we were aware that he had like an alcohol problem or a pill problem at the time as Friends was ending. Um, but Tom sang this song. And afterwards, Matthew Perry walked up and handed Tom a beer of like, thank you for that song. And it was like this really weird, powerful moment because it was Matthew Perry. So we all kind of laughed. 
But then you listen to this dude's struggles. I was listening to the Diane Sawyer thing and just of how much he would drink. And he was in recovery at that point, but he's been in and out of recovery his whole life. I didn't realize the intensity of Matthew Perry's addiction. And why I wanted to bring this up and why I'm going to play the song and end the show with this song, I think it's beautiful, but I also think it's like, yo, uh, just a reminder, if you do have a problem with drugs or alcohol and you... uh, there are people, I'll be here to listen. There are people that will listen. You don't need to hide it. Do not be secret shamed about this. Um, but it is a definitely an addiction and a disease. And I just thought, man, I wanted to share this story with you guys because it's weird being in Hollywood for this long. You kind of collect all of these stories with like weird celebrity figures and then you forget about them. And this just came back to me with like a blinding like shock last night. And I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, that one song, Alcohol, and I reached out to Tom, who I hadn't talked to in like 15 years. I go, bro, do you remember that night with Matthew Perry? And like, he's married now. He's like, dude. And then he he goes, I just, I guess he's married now. He goes, oh man, I told my wife the story about you going into Hustler Hollywood all sweaty. And then we'll play the song after this, but I'm going to leave you with a laugh. Is that um, one time our sketch group, we all were in a sketch group when I first moved to L.A., and we would rehearse at this apartment over by the Viper Room. And we there were the Hustler Hollywood, which was like, you know, a porno store with lingerie and all that stuff, was up on Sunset Boulevard um, right by the Viper Room. So we were like, wouldn't it be funny if we went up there as a group and just like, I don't even know why we thought that would be funny. We weren't filming it or something. We were like, oh, it'll be funny. And typical me, I get super nervous around sexy stuff, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm already – I'm just – as you guys know, I have a sweat problem when I get nervous and I started sweating and I was just looking down and all my friends were in the store and it's like, you know, like, like porn products and like, you know, toys and all this stuff. And I go to my friend and I'm I'm just like dripping sweat and I go, I am so fucking sweaty right now. And the problem is I look up and it's not my friends. It's like a male and a female couple and you could tell like the fe- like the female looked scared to death because you could tell the guy like, let's go to a sex store and buy stuff for the weekend. I swear to God, it'll be hot, babe. And then she's like, no, I don't want any weird things will happen. Nothing weird will happen, babe. Nothing weird. And then this big sweaty dude walks up and goes, I'm so fucking sweaty right now. And then I look to the right and like Amanda, Nick, my friends are right there looking at me like, well, who are you talking to? And I look at them and I look back at the couple and I just run out of Hustler Hollywood. And he goes, oh, my God, I just told him, like, this is last night. That's Tom's memory of me. My memory of him is his music. He's like, you remember that time, Hustle Hollywood, where you said you were so fucking sweaty and you scared that la- that poor lady? Anyways, I'm going to end today with this song called Alcohol by my buddy Tom Chacone, written in 2004, I think, or 2005. And I just think it's a beautiful thing. And, and just remember, if you are struggling with any of these things, uh, really watch that Matthew Perry, Diane Sawyer interview. I highly recommend it. But, um, um, you know, people are here to help and listen and all of that stuff. We're only as better as our, uh, you know, we're here to help each other on this earth, I think. So. Wow. Every time I try to do like some lesson, I just feel like such a douchebag, but I wanted to say that message to you guys. I wanted to, that was important for me to say, I don't know why. And I'm going to play this song for you and I'll talk to you on Tuesday. And we have a hysterical show on Tuesday. Have a great Halloween.
taken by you Made me forget Why I was feeling blue Oh, I'm sick, I'm shivering cold And I want nothing more Than to spend time with you It's all because of you I've lost my friends And the money's all gone too I'm sick, I'm shivering cold And I want nothing more Than to spend time with you Batches.